Papers Read on AI, with Rob, keeping you up to date with the latest research. This reading is brought to you by Mars Race, Stake a Claim on the Red Planet, available on Android and iOS. Generative Representational Instruction Tuning, authored 2024 by Nicholas Munighoff, Hongjin Su, Liang Wang, Nan Yang, Furu Wei, Dao Yu, Aminpreet Singh, Du Kila. Abstract. All text-based language problems can be reduced to either generation or embedding. Current models only perform well at one or the other. We introduce generative representational instruction tuning, GRIT, whereby a large language model is trained to handle both generative and embedding tasks by distinguishing between them through instructions. Compared to other open models, our resulting GRIT LM7B sets a new state-of-the-art on the massive text embedding benchmark, MTEB, and outperforms all models up to its size on a range of generative tasks. By scaling up further, GRIT LM8X7B outperforms all open generative language models that we tried while still being among the best embedding models. Notably, we find that GRIT matches training on only generative or embedding data, thus we can unify both at no performance loss. Among other benefits, the unification via GRIT speeds up retrieval augmented generation, RAG, by greater than 60% for long documents, by no longer requiring separate retrieval and generation models. Models, code, etc. are freely available at https colon slash slash github.com slash contextualize slash gridum. 1. Introduction. Creating a single general model that performs well at a wide range of tasks has been a long-standing goal of the field of artificial intelligence. Reference 73, 67, 21,130,139. Recently, large language models, LLMs, have emerged as a promising direction for a single multitask model. Reference 125, 13. Prior work has argued that all text-based language problems can be reduced to generation and thus handled by a single LLM. Reference 128, 38. However, tasks that use embeddings, such as clustering or retrieval, reference 107, have largely been ignored from this perspective. Today, text embeddings power many critical real-world applications ranging from search engines to user-facing chatbots, reference 63144. While integrating text embeddings into the generative paradigm is possible by generating a sequence of numbers to form the embedding tensor, it becomes impractical due to the high dimensionality and precision requirements of embeddings. Thus, it is more common and much easier to use the hidden state of the model as the embedding representation, which is already a numeric tensor, reference 104,158,102. However, doing so for current generative models leads to poor performance. For example, while the T5 model, reference 128,134, can handle any generative task in a sequence-to-sequence fashion, it requires fine-tuning to make its hidden state useful for text embedding, reference 111,112, during which it loses its generative capabilities. We introduce GRIT, Generative Representational Instruction Tuning, which unifies embedding and generative tasks, leading to a model that excels at both tasks as shown in Figure 1. Figure 2 depicts how GRIT combines two previously disjoint training paradigms. 1. Generative Instruction Tuning, whereby the model is trained to respond to instructions by generating an answer, reference 164,134, and 2. Representational Instruction Tuning, whereby the model is trained to represent a provided input according to an instruction, reference 143.5. Via the instructions and separate loss functions the model learns to differentiate the two streams. We test our approach on models with up to 47B parameters and, due to its simplicity, 
we expect the method to generalize to any LLM, even non-transformers. This unification via GRIT leads to three advantages. A. Performance. Our unified model matches the performance of embedding-only and generative-only variants, even outperforming them on some tasks. At 7B parameters, GRIT LM sets a new state-of-the-art on the massive text embedding benchmark, reference 107, among open models and at the same time outperforms much larger models on generative tasks, such as LAMA 270B. By scaling further, GRIT LM 8X7B is the best open generative language model on our task average, while only using 13B parameters at inference. Further, as our models use sliding window attention, reference 29, they can handle generative and embedding inputs of arbitrary length. B. Efficiency. Generative and embedding models are commonly used together to make up for each other's deficiencies, reference 56, 84. One such scenario is retrieval augmented generation, RAG, reference 84, where an embedding model is used to retrieve context that is provided to the generative model to answer a user query. This requires passing the user query in the context into both the generative and the embedding model for a total of four forward passes. With GRIDLM, the embedding and generative model are equivalent, allowing us to cache computations and have the necessary number of forward passes. We find that this can lead to greater than 60% faster RAG at inference with long documents. C. Simplicity. Currently, API providers such as OpenAI provide separate generative and embedding endpoints. This requires separate load balancing, additional storage, and more complex serving software. A single model that handles both use cases significantly simplifies infrastructure needs. The main downside of GRIT is that it requires more compute due to training with two objective functions. However, as fine-tuning is cheap compared to pre-training, we think the benefits vastly outstrip this problem and thus recommend practitioners building instruction following language models to adopt GRIT during fine-tuning. 2. GRIT GRIT unifies representational instruction tuning, reference 143, 5160, and generative instruction tuning, reference 164,134,108, into a single model. We fine-tune a pre-trained large language model, reference 13, with embedding and generative instruction data in a consistent format as depicted in figure 3. For embedding data, we follow prior work and compute the loss using a contrastive objective within batch negatives, reference 18, 51, where f is grit lm parametrized by the model theta, tau is a temperature hyperparameter and sigma corresponds to pooling applied to each output followed by cosine similarity. q and d are query and document samples. As depicted in figure 3, we use bidirectional attention followed by mean pooling, which corresponds to averaging the hidden states across the sequence length. During pooling, we only average the final hidden states of the input sample, ignoring the instruction and format tokens. However, the instruction and format tokens still influence the final representation through the self-attention mechanism, reference 156. Where f is grit lm parametrized by the model theta in the language modeling head eta, which is only used for generation. x are generative training samples. We only compute loss over predicted tokens i.e., response, less than, s greater than, in figure 3. A key consideration is whether the generative loss is aggregated at the sample or token level. Aggregating at the sample level corresponds to giving each sample the same weight within a batch regardless of its token count. Such aggregation is commonly used for instruction tuning, as it can boost performance on discriminative tasks, reference 108. However, Munighoff et al., reference 108, also show how this in turn leads to a model bias toward short generations. Meanwhile, aggregation at the token level corresponds to giving each token the same weight, thus samples with many tokens become more important. 
This usually leads to a model producing longer generations, which can be important for performance on generative tasks. Especially, human or machine-evaluated generative tasks, such as alpaca eval, reference 89, are known to be biased toward preferring longer generations, reference 162. Note that when every sample has the same sequence length such as during pre-training or when the batch size is 1, token and sample level generative loss are equal to each other. One can also mix the two to balance their trade-offs, for example doing token level loss across a subset of the batch and then giving each subset the same weight. We explore the trade-offs in our ablations in section 3.3. We sum the objectives with optional loss weights lambda rep and lambda gen. Notably, our formulation supports differing numbers of embedding samples, M, and generative samples, tokens, N. This allows for significantly increasing the embedding batch size while keeping the generative batch size fixed. A large embedding batch size is often key to well-performing text embedding models, reference 169. However, it comes at the cost of requiring more compute at each step. 3. Experiments. In this section, we first outline our experimental setup in section 3.1. In section 3.2, we discuss and benchmark the embedding and generative performance of our models. Finally, in section 3.3, we ablate the settings that led to our final models, including training data, precision, pooling, sequence length, and loss weights. 3.1. Setup. We fine-tune our final models from Mistral 7B, reference 68, and Mistral 8X7B, reference 69, using adaptations of E5, reference 160, and the Tulu 2 data, reference 64. For E5, we adapt it by adding S2ORC, reference 91, to increase its scientific data, E5S, while for Tulu 2 we filter out their custom prompts that contain answers related to the origin of their model. For GRID LM7B, we use a batch size of 2048 for embedding data and 256 for generative data and we train the model for a total of 1253 steps corresponding to 1 epoch on the generative data and 1.36 epochs on the embedding data. For GRID LM8X7B, the embedding batch size is 256 due to compute limitations. We use several strategies to reduce the memory required during training including a novel technique to split the embedding triplet into separate forward and backward passes detailed in Appendix G. Other hyperparameters are detailed in the ablation experiments in section 3.3 in Appendix H. For embedding performance we evaluate using the 56 main datasets from MTEB, reference 107. For generative performance, we largely follow the evaluation setup of Iveson et al. Reference 64, except that we use the human eval synthesize, reference 105, variant of human eval, as it is more adequate for instruction following models. We explain each task in more detail in Appendix D. 3.2. Main results. GRIT leads to a state-of-the-art embedding and generative model. We benchmark GRIT LM7B, GRIT LM8X7B and generative and embedding-only variants with other models in Table 1 and Table 2. We find that GRIT LM7B outperforms all prior open models on the massive text embedding benchmark, reference 107, while still outperforming all generative models up to its size of 7 billion parameters. Table 1. Embedding performance of GRIT LM and others. We indicate parameter counts where available, B equals billions. See Appendix D for task, metric, and dataset details. Appendix F contains per dataset results of GRIT LM models. LLMs not fine-tuned for embedding, LAMA 270B, Mistral 7B, Instruct, GPTJ6B, General only, are evaluated with weighted mean pooling, reference 104. 
Heart results from the MTEB leaderboard, https colon slash slash hf.co slash spaces slash mteb slash leaderboard, task, right pointing arrow, CLF class. Pair CLF rerank retrieval STS sum, AVG, metric, right pointing arrow, ACC, V Mayas, APM APN DCG spear, spear, dataset hash, right pointing arrow, 1 2 1 1 3 4 1 5 1 0 1 5 6. Proprietary models heart. OpenAI v375.549.085.759.255.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0
GPTJ 6B 27.72.530.29.49.80.013.3 SGPT B 5.8 B 24.41.0.022.80.00.08.0 Zephyr 7B Beta 58.628.044.923.725.885.844.9 Lama 27B 41.812.039.351.212.8 Diamond Suit 0.026.2 Lama 213B 52.025.048.956.518.3 Diamond Suit 0.033.5 Lama 270B 64.555.566.062.629.9 Diamond Suit 0.046.4 Lama 2 Chat 13B 53.29.040.332.119.691.1 40.9 Lama 2 Chat 70B 60.959.049.044.434.394.557.0 Tulu 27B 50.434.048.546.424.573.946.3 Tulu 213B 55.446.049.553.231.478.952.4 Tulu 270B 67. 373.068.453.641.686.665.1 Mistral 7B 60.144.555.655.830.50.041.1 Mistral 7B Instruct 53.036.038.527.834.075.344.1 Mistral 8 by 7B Instruct 68.465.055.925 G RIT LM. EMB. Only 7B 23.51.0.021.0.0.07.6 General only 7B 57.552.055.456.634.575.455.2 G RIT LM 7B 57.657.554.855.432.874.855.5 G RIT LM 8X 7B 66.761.5 570.258.253.484.065.7.5. Grit models are the only ones that can handle both embedding and generation at best in class performance, figure 1. For example, using LAMA 70B, reference 154, for embedding leads to a score of only 35.6 on MTEB as depicted in table 1. GRIT LM almost doubles that performance on MTEB leading to state-of-the-art performance, while still outperforming LAMA 70B on generative tasks by more than 20%, Table 2. Scaling even further, GRIT LM8X7B outperforms all openly available models on our generative average. We also train embedding only in generative-only variants of GRIT LM that only use representational or generative instruction tuning that are otherwise equivalent. Benchmarking the embedding only variant or SGPT B5.8B, reference 104, on generative tasks in Table 2 by simply re-adding the language modeling head that was dropped during embedding fine-tuning leads to around random performance, 25.0 is the random baseline on MMLU. Similarly, benchmarking the embedding performance of the generative only model only leads to a score of 41.2 in Table 1. Thus, Joint optimization via the grid approach is critical to achieve strong performance for both embedding and generation.
We note, however, that with 7 billion parameters GRIT LM7B is significantly more costly to run than many other embedding models in Table 1, such as BGE Large with only 335 million parameters, reference 169. In addition, GRIT LM7B produces representations of 4096 dimensions, which require four times more storage than the 1024 dimensional embeddings of BGE Large. GRID LM matches embedding only and generative only variants. We find that unifying the two objectives via GRID LM matches both the generative only and the embedding only variants. This is similar to observations made for visual models, reference 176. However, while GRID LM is trained for the same number of steps as the embedding only and generative only variants, it requires more compute per training step as it does a forward and backward pass on both embedding and generative data. STS 1277.378.076.673.5 Sum eval 30.429.529.131.5 Few shot embedding does not work for generative models. It has been well established that providing in context examples, few shots, FS, improves performance, reference 13. However, to the best of our knowledge, there has been no work on in-context learning with embedding models. In Table 4, we benchmark the default zero-shot format versus providing a single few-shot example following the task instruction. We take the few-shot example from the respective evaluation dataset, see section 0.2 for the prompts. We find that providing few-shot examples overall worsens performance. While there are small gains among pair classification tasks, sprint up, and Twitter URL, these are marginal and inconsistent. For the model trained on Medi2, we even include few-shot embedding samples in the training data for around 5% of training samples. However, the model seems not to have learned to make good use of the few-shot examples. 3.3. Ablations. Attention and pooling We trained GRID LM starting from a pre-trained decoder language model which has been trained with causal attention. Prior work has shown that while embeddings of causal LLMs are competitive, they are outperformed by BERT-like encoders with bidirectional attention at the same number of parameters, reference 104, 34. This lines up with intuition, as bidirectional attention allows the model to adjust the representation of the first tokens based on information obtained from future tokens. Meanwhile, causal attention only allows information to propagate one way. Thus, for causal attention early tokens may yield poor representations due to a lack of understanding of the entire sample. To counter this issue, we experiment with adapting the model during fine-tuning to learn to use bidirectional attention. In Table 5, we find that adapting the causally pre-trained LLM with bidirectional attention provides the best embedding performance. For fully causal embeddings, we confirm findings from Munighoff, reference 104, that position-weighted mean pooling, WMEAN, leads to better embedding performance than taking the embedding of the last token despite recent work finding the opposite, reference 179, 95. For last token pooling, we follow Zhang et al. Reference 179, and use a special token. We find that adapting the model to be a prefix LM, reference 128, whereby the attention over the generative instruction is bidirectional but still causal for the response, sample, worsens performance in contrast to prior work, reference 161. Thus, we stick with fully causal generation. The unified variant significantly outperforms the embedding-only variants, while underperforming the best generative-only variant. However, once we switched from MEDI to the E5 dataset in later ablations the embedding-only variant matched the unified variant. Meanwhile, the worst generative performance of the unified model was due to a suboptimal loss setting that we fixed in the loss ablations. Base model the GRIT LM approach generalizes to any generative language model, thus we ablate initializing from GPT-J6B, 
Reference 157. Lamad 27b or Mistral 7b. Reference 68. Using Mistral 7b leads to the best performance for both embedding and generative tasks. For generative tasks, this is expected as the pre-trained Mistral 7b performs the best among the three, Table 2. However, for embedding tasks, GPTJ outperforms Mistral 7b, Table 1. Thus, the embedding performance of a pre-trained model is not predictive of its embedding performance after fine-tuning. Rather, its generative performance appears to be a more reliable indicator of its embedding performance after fine-tuning. Generative dataset we benchmark our filtered Tulu 2 introduced in section 3.1, reference 64, with Ultra Chat, reference 36155, and the Open Assistant version from Octopack, reference 105, 82, 92. Using Tulu 2 leads to better performance on every generative task considered, see Appendix E for per-task results. This is likely due to Tulu 2 containing a larger diversity of tasks, reference 64. Another possible reason is that Tulu the 2nd of May have been carefully tuned on the generative evaluation datasets, as we use largely the same evaluation setup as the creators of Tulu 2, reference 64. Table 5. Grid ablations. EMB corresponds to the MTEB average, while general corresponds to the average across generative tasks, appendix D. The embedding head variant, to 1024, corresponds to down projecting the final hidden state with a linear layer from 4096 to 1024 dimensions, only for embedding tasks. BF16 asterisk operator means that some computations are still in FP32 as explained in section 3.3. The setting chosen for GRIT LM is bold. Once an ablation was successful, we adopted its setting, thus the bold performance slightly varies from one table to the next. For example, the base model ablation, B, as done for just 100-100 steps with suboptimal formatting. Full results are in Appendix E. Embedding dataset we benchmark MEDI. Reference 143. A new version of MEDI with better negatives which we build and call MEDI 2, and the E5 dataset. Reference 160. While MEDI and MEDI 2 always preface instructions with represent, CEG figure 10, the E5 dataset places no constraint on the instruction prefix, CEG figure 11. Thus, when using the E5 dataset the less than, embed, greater than formatting is critical to tell the model that it will be subject to the representation loss, not the generative loss, figure 3. Further, MEDI and MEDI2 always contain instructions for both queries and documents, which we refer to as two-sided instructions. Meanwhile, the E5 dataset uses one-sided instructions for asymmetric datasets, reference 104, whereby the documents receive no instructions, only the queries. The advantage of not using document instructions is that the document corpus can be encoded once and then cached and reused across a variety of tasks. During training on E5, symmetric tasks are also in a one-sided setting, but we still evaluate them in a two-sided format. This should not be a problem as the cosine similarity function we use during training is transitive. If sentence A with instruction is similar to sentence B without instruction, and sentence B without instruction is similar to sentence C with instruction, then we can confidently say that sentence A with instruction is also similar to sentence C with instruction. As depicted in Table 5, using the E5 dataset performs best by a wide margin. An inspection of samples suggests that this is likely due to its superior hard negatives and diversity of tasks generated by GPT-4, Appendix N. For our final runs with the E5 dataset, we additionally add scientific data, Section 3.1. Embedding head the cost of caching the embeddings of a large document corpus is directly proportional to the embedding dimensionality. To minimize such costs, we experiment with adding an embedding head consisting of a linear layer with activation that down projects the embedding, reference 111104.
This layer is only used for embedding tasks. Down projecting the embeddings fourfold, from 4096 to 1024, leads to an embedding performance decrease of around 1%. This may be acceptable for certain use cases where the saved storage is more important. However, for our final model, we do not use such a head to keep it simple and achieve maximum performance. Search techniques, reference 3, 72, 37, are dimensionality reduction techniques such as principal component analysis still allow for reducing the embedding dimension of our final model post-training while maintaining most of the performance. Batch size due to the utilization of in-batch negatives for contrastive training. Section 2, a larger batch size provides a more accurate gradient. Thus, scaling up the batch size is a key ingredient in most well-performing embedding models, reference 169159. We experiment with scaling up the embedding batch size to 4096 while keeping it at 256 for generative data. This leads to a 1.0 gain on the embedding average while generative performance remains stable. Especially the 15 retrieval datasets that are part of the embedding average benefit from the increase in batch size, see table 17. For our final model, we use a batch size of 2048 for embedding and 256 for generative data. Precision the parameters of the Mistral 7B model are in BFloat 16, BF16, precision as it was pre-trained in this format. We experiment with fine-tuning it with Float 32, FP32, precision versus keeping the BF16 format and training with mixed precision. FP32 training is more costly, however, the additional precision may result in a better model. Our intuition is that more precision is important for embedding but not as much for generation. This is because while for generative tasks evaluated greedily, the model output is a discretionary argmax over the predictions of the language modeling head, for embedding tasks it is a continuous representation. Thus, small differences due to a lack of precision may not change the model's generation but will affect its representation. Hence, for embedding tasks, we always cast the hidden states to FP32 during the pooling operation and keep them this way for the similarity computation. Not keeping them in FP32 after pooling worsens performance slightly, but may be necessary for cheap storage, see Appendix K. In addition, some operations such as layer normalization, reference 7, are also performed in FP32 even for BF16 training due to PyTorch autocast, reference 182. In Table 5, we find that there is no benefit from doing even more computations in FP32 besides the ones listed above. Thus, we train and evaluate all our other models in BF16 mixed precision to speed up training and inference. In batch negatives we always use in batch negatives for embedding training, section 2, however, we ablate whether or not they come from the same dataset. We hypothesize that making them all come from the same dataset leads to better negatives as the model needs to distinguish them based on more nuanced differences. In practice, we find that the average embedding performance remains around the same. However, we notice a 1.3 jump on the 15 dataset retrieval average, table 19. Thus, we stick with the variant wherein batch negatives stem from the same dataset. Format our chosen format is depicted in figure 3, which is equivalent to Tulu 2, reference 64, for generative tasks. We also benchmark the Zephyr beta format, reference 155, which has an additional end-of-sequence token less than s greater than after each user utterance we find that it performs worse on generative tasks the additional end of sequence after the user utterance increases the likelihood of the model generating another end of sequence token earlier than necessary this significantly harms human eval synthesized performance and slightly reduces alpaca eval where long generations can be critical see appendix e for task specific performance max tokens are base model mistral 7b 
can handle sequences of arbitrary length due to its sliding window attention, reference 68. As fine-tuning with longer sequences is more expensive we ablate its benefits. We compare training with a maximum token limit of 512 versus 2048 for embedding documents. For embedding queries, we always use 256, and for generative data, we always use 2048. We find that increasing the embedding document sequence length during training slightly boosts performance on both embedding and generation even though we still evaluate embedding tasks with 512. This boost likely comes from our training data containing many documents beyond 512 tokens, which need to be truncated if the maximum sequence length is 512. Such truncation may remove the critical parts that make two texts a positive or a negative contrastive pair and thus hinder learning. As our embedding evaluation, MTEB, contains few documents longer than 512 tokens there is little truncation happening at evaluation. Reference 107, 58, 57. Note that just like their base models, our final models GRID LM7B and GRID LM8X7B can produce embeddings for sequences of arbitrary length. However, due to a lack of benchmarks, we do not know how well the embeddings of our models perform for input sequences longer than 512 tokens. Loss ablations is detailed in section 2. We experiment with both token and sample level generative loss. Further, we ablate the representation and generative loss weights, lambda rep and lambda gen. For the unified visual model COCA, the authors find that giving a weight of 2 to generation and 1 to embedding boosts performance on both streams, reference 176. However, rather than the weights, we argue that the loss ratio, L rep, L gen, is of more interest as it reveals which objective has a larger impact on the optimization of the model. We maintain a ratio of L rep, L gen greater than 1 i.e. giving more weight to the representation loss. This is because the model has already been pre-trained with the generative loss, thus we expect less additional generative training to be necessary. Meanwhile, the contrastive loss for embedding data is new to the model, thus we expect more learning to be needed on the embedding side. Further, the embedding loss drops off extremely quickly as can be seen in the loss graphs in Appendix C. Thus, even though the representation loss has a higher weight at the start, throughout training they have very similar weights with both hovering around a loss of 1.0. We find that mixing sample and token level generative loss leads to the best performance by a small margin. As expected in Section 2, token level loss to some degree is critical for good performance on alpaca eval. For mix 4 greater than 64, token level loss is applied across only 4 samples and then sample level loss across 64 sub-batches, which leads to a 7-point drop in alpaca eval performance. This drop is accompanied by a decrease in median alpaca eval generation length from 941 to 865. Thus, token level loss across many samples is critical to maintaining long generations, which directly impacts the alpaca eval score. 4. RAG with GRIT Method by unifying embedding and generation. GRIT LM simplifies retrieval augmented generation, RAG. Figure 4 displays how forward passes can be reduced by caching. Specifically, we break down the caching alternatives into a. Query caching. In traditional RAG, the query needs to be passed both through the embedding model and later through the generative model. In query caching, we cache the key value states from the embedding forward pass and reuse them for the generative pass, exploiting the property that both are the same model, GRID LM. Thus, we save compute equivalent to one forward pass of the query. Equivalently, We can also perform the generative forward pass over the query first and use its representation to retrieve the document on the fly, depicted in figure 4. Note that query caching can be completely equivalent to RAG if the query is placed at the beginning of the prompt such that it only attends to itself through causal attention. b. Doc caching. 
Here we cache the documents. D. When the index is created, we also save the key value states of every document and add them to the index. Thus, the index consists of the document embeddings and key value states. Note that the computational cost of creating the index remains the same as the key value states have to be computed even if only embeddings are desired. At inference, we still retrieve based on embedding similarity but the index returns the key value states instead of the text passage. These key value states are then provided to the model to avoid having to recompute them. This effectively saves a forward pass for every in-context document at inference. However, this method increases the necessary storage. While the text passages no longer need to be stored, the key value states now need to be stored and they usually require more storage depending on the model. We note that document caching also works for models other than GRIDLM. However, for such models, one needs to pass all documents through the generation model ahead of time, thus increasing the cost of creating the index. To maintain equivalence with RAG, the document should be at the beginning of the prompt for document caching, opposite of query caching. B. Query doc caching, doc query caching. We can also combine query caching and doc caching to save even more inference costs. However, combining them inevitably leads to discrepancies compared to RAG, as in traditional RAG either the query or the document is conditioned on the other one. Meanwhile, if both are cached then they are not conditioned on one another via the self-attention mechanism. We refer to query doc caching if the query is followed by the document in the prompt and to doc query caching if the document comes first. Set up we benchmark the different caching variants using data from natural questions, reference 81. Our implementation is adapted from Isacard et al. Reference 66, however, we use a significantly smaller index of only 2,681,468 documents stemming from the BEIRNQ corpus, reference 152. We score models using the match score, whereby we check if any of the correct answers are anywhere in the generation. Prior work usually uses exact match, whereby they check if the generation exactly matches the answer. However, as our model is more chatty, it tends to answer in a few sentences and thus exact match often fails to give credit to correct answers. Inspecting the first 20 samples of the no rag baseline, we find that exact match leads to four false negatives that are correctly credited by the match metric. We did not find any false positives from choosing the match metric in those samples. We do not use any instructions for embedding, solely the format as presented in figure 3. Table 6. RAG benchmarking on natural questions with GRIT LM7B. For RAG, the retrieved context is simply placed in the context of the language model in contrast to our caching alternatives, figure 4. CPU and GPU latencies are measured on an Intel R Xeon R Platinum 8481 CCPU at 2.70 GHz and one NVIDIA H180 GB HBM3, respectively. Sample A has a query of one token and a document of 4,000 tokens, and sample B is the inverse. For each approach, we generate 16 tokens. Storage consists of the index and passages, except for doc caching variants where it is the index and key value states. The index is stored in float 32, while key value states are stored in B float 16. Match CPU latency, S, down pointing arrow, GPU latency, S, down pointing arrow, storage, down pointing arrow, zero shot, up pointing arrow, sample A sample B sample A sample B. No rag 21.004.3 plus or minus 0.3613.69 plus or minus 1.0.24 plus or minus 0.040.38 plus or minus 0.040 gigabytes. Query then document prompt. 
RAG 30.5011.64 plus or minus 0.7414.88 plus or minus 0.870.39 plus or minus 0.020.40 plus or minus 0.0243 gigabytes query caching 25.4618.30 plus or minus 0.766.87 plus or minus 0.890.44 plus or minus 0.030.27 plus or minus 0.0243 gigabytes query doc caching 21.635.12 plus or minus 0.236.62 plus or minus 0.970.27 plus or minus 0.030.29 plus or minus 0.0130 terabytes document then query prompt RAG 30.4714.18 plus or minus 1.0115.33 plus or minus 0.870.39 plus or minus 0.010.4 plus or minus 0.0143 gigabytes doc caching 33.385.25 plus or minus 0.3423.23 plus or minus 1.050.27 plus or minus 0.030.45 plus or minus 0.0230 terabytes doc query Caching 18.395.23 plus or minus 0.376.41 plus or minus 0.960.26 plus or minus 0.030.27 plus or minus 0.0230 terabytes. Performance is depicted in Table 6. RAG performs better than the no RAG baseline where the model is not provided any context. This validates that despite its small size compared to prior work, reference 90, our index is still valuable. While query and doc caching can theoretically lead to the exact same performance as RAG, we experience differences stemming from two reasons. 1. Attention. Our model is trained to embed with bidirectional attention, section 2, and thus we use bidirectional attention when embedding query or document. Meanwhile, the generative model expects causal key value states. In the query doc, doc query setup, there is an additional mismatch in either the documents or the queries not having attended to the other one, as both need to be embedded and cached separately. 2. Formatting. The query is formatted in the embedding format as depicted in figure 3, which the model has not seen in conjunction with a generative task during training. This could further lead to a performance drop. Due to 1 and 2, query caching leads to a performance drop compared to traditional RAG. However, the query caching performance of 25. 46 is still better than not using RAG, thus it comes down to a speed performance trade-off. Formatting the RAG baseline using the embedding format, figure 3, reduces its score from 30.50 to 29.36, not depicted. Thus the additional 4-point discrepancy of query caching in the majority of the damage is because of the attention issue. Meanwhile, doc caching slightly improves performance resulting in the best match score among all methods considered. This is possibly because, unlike the query, the document does not need to be as thoroughly understood, and skimming it may suffice. Thus, the slightly corrupted key value states do not result in a performance drop. Query doc and doc query caching only perform near the no rag baseline in our experiments, which may limit their usefulness in practice. This is likely caused by the additional attention mismatch that they introduce. This issue as well as the formatting issue could likely be solved by an additional rag fine-tuning stage on top of GRID LM, which we leave to future work. Latency in figure 4, we show how caching leads to significant speedups over rag on both CPUs and GPUs for long sequences. If only 250 tokens are cached, however, we find the speed up to be negligible. In Table 6, we display that for 4,000 tokens, query caching is 54% and 33% faster on CPUs and GPUs, respectively, sample B. 
For dock caching, it is 63% and 31%. Sample A. If going beyond 4,000 tokens, the speedups will be even larger. However, for the opposite samples in table 6, speed remains around the same. This is because while for sample B, dock caching caches 4,000 tokens, for sample A, it caches only one token, which does not provide any speedup. Thus, dock caching should be used when documents are expected to be very long, while query caching should be used when queries are expected to be very long. In a production setting, a simple input length check could switch from one caching mode to the other. As is the case in Table 6, caching can match or even be faster than not using retrieval at all, no rag. This could be due to the embedding forward pass not using the language modeling head. For query caching, the language modeling head is only used for the tokens that are generated, while for rag and no rag, it is used for the entire input. The matrix multiplication with the language modeling head is computationally expensive due to its high dimensionality, which could cause the slower speed of the no retrieval baseline. Query doc caching and doc query caching cache both documents and queries and thus lead to major speedups for both sample A and sample B in table 6. Overall, speedups are larger on CPUs, as GPUs can process the entire sequence in parallel, thus the advantage of caching parts of it is smaller. We also note that our RAG baseline uses our 7B parameter model for both the embedding and generative model but without caching. In practice, it is often common to have an embedding model that is much smaller and cheaper than the generative model. Nonetheless, as caching with GRID LM7B approaches the no-RAG latency in Table 6, we still expect it to be faster than setups with smaller embedding models for long sequences. In addition, it would lead to significantly better performance in that case due to the -the state-of-the-art retrieval performance of GRID LM. Storage in most RAG setups the embeddings of all documents are computed ahead of time and stored to be later used at inference. This is referred to as the index. In traditional RAG, the documents themselves still need to be stored, as the index is only used for finding the document ID, which is then used to fetch the document text and pass it to the generative model. For doc caching variants documents no longer need to be stored, however, the key value states need to be stored together with the index. The key value states take up a lot of storage, as for each batch they consist of two tensors of shape, batch size, number of heads, sequence length, dimension per head. For our 2,681,468 documents in the 7 billion parameter GRID LM model, this leads to around 30 terabytes of key value states. However, unlike the index, the key value states can be fully offloaded to disk and do not need to be kept in memory. Once the document ID has been determined via the index, the corresponding. 5. Discussion. Further unification to the best of our knowledge, GRID LM is the first model to unify text embedding and generation and thus all text-based language problems, into a single model at strong performance. However, many adjacent directions remain to be improved or unified. A. Multilinguality. Our model is also capable of embedding and generation in non-English languages as seen in its tidy QA performance, Table 2. However, major performance gains on non-English tasks are likely possible through both data, reference 108,174, and architecture changes, reference 15, 47, 41 targeting multilinguality. b. Multimodality. Many embedding and generative problems are not purely text-based, such as joint embedding of images and text, reference 123, generative image captioning, reference 62, image text pair classification, reference 103, 78, or speech versions of every text problem, reference 74. It remains to be explored whether they can be as easily unified as text embedding and generation in this work. 
Why does GRIT work? GRIT unifies embedding and generative tasks into a single model at no performance loss on either one, which may seem surprising. When the embedding dataset is METI2, we show that embedding performance even improves once the generative objective is added compared to an otherwise equivalent embedding-only model, section 3.3. We think that our results confirm that generative language modeling and text embeddings are two sides of the same coin. Both tasks require a model to have a deep understanding of natural language and only differ in the way that understanding is expressed. Possibly, our unified model contains a small number of parameters that act as a switch to make the final representations either useful for mean pooling and subsequent embedding tasks are primed for the language modeling head and subsequent generative tasks. We are excited about future work exploring what is happening inside of GRIT LM. To support such research, we release all our work freely. Optimizing RAG with GRIT LM RAG and the caching variants we have presented in this work operate on a frozen language model. Meanwhile, there has been extensive work on optimizing a generative model specifically for interaction with a retrieval system. Reference 52185, 4. These works commonly optimize only the retriever. Reference 138, are only the reader. Reference 12172, 6, 93. However, recent work has shown that jointly optimizing both models leads to the best performance, reference 90. With its state-of-the-art retrieval and generative performance, GRID-LM can act as both the retriever and reader in a single model. Thus, optimizing either one also changes the parameters of the other. This has the potential to significantly simplify the joint optimization of the retriever and reader. For example, it may suffice to only use the next token objective, equation 2, to penalize the retriever for providing irrelevant context and at the same time the reader for poor use of the given context. This is in contrast to separate models and objective functions used in Lin et al. Reference 90. 6. Related work. The story of text embedding and text generation has been a story of unification. Embedding models used to focus on word representations, reference 118, 98, that struggled generalizing to entire sentences or passages, reference 28. Inforcent, reference 29, SBERT, reference 131, and similar models, reference 112,111, emerge that handle both the embedding of words and sentences at good quality by considering context when present. However, for strong performance, they require separate models for symmetric and asymmetric tasks, reference 107,104. Symmetric embedding tasks are ones where the query and document are expected to come from the same distribution, such as STS. Meanwhile, for asymmetric tasks, they come from different distributions and as such could have very different sequence lengths like in retrieval. For example, the MTEB benchmark, reference 107, revealed that sent 5, reference 112, only performs well at symmetric tasks, while GTR, reference 111, only at asymmetric tasks despite both using T5, reference 128, as their base model. Recent embedding models have been able to unify symmetric and asymmetric tasks into a single model by differentiating them in the prompt, reference 169159. Further, including detailed instructions in the prompt has allowed unifying practically any embedding task into a single model, reference 143. Generative models used to be tailored to a single task, such as translation, reference 146, or question answering, reference 173. McCann et al., reference 97 cast multiple generative tasks as question answering to unify them within a single model. However, performance was still limited and it did not generalize to arbitrary tasks. Large-scale self-supervised pre-training has enabled the use of a single large language model, LLM, for practically any generative task, reference 13, 
22,126, 11,135, 54,141, 1, 86. However, using an LLM without careful prompting often leads to poor performance, reference 132,100. Fine-tuning LLMs on instructions has emerged as a method to significantly ease the usage of the models to apply them to any generative task with strong results, reference 164,134, 99,163,101,108, 65,187,140,184. The two streams of embedding and generative models have respectively been unified into a single model that handles any task within its stream. Unifying the two streams into a single model that handles any task both for embedding and generation is the natural next step toward a general multi-task model. Besides generation, LLMs have also shown promise for text embeddings, reference 104110, 70, 88, 87. SGPT, reference 104, was an early work in that direction. SGPT only changes 0.01% of the parameters of a large language model via BitFit, reference 177 to adapt it to produce well-performing embeddings. Thus, one only needs to change this small amount of parameters to switch from one stream to the other. However, SGPT still required separate asymmetric and symmetric models and did not consider the full breadth of embedding tasks. GRIT-LM addresses these deficiencies. GRIT-LM does not require switching out biases, leverages instructions to handle asymmetric or symmetric use cases, and considers the full breadth of embedding and generative tasks. 7 conclusion. We present GRIT to unify text embedding and generation, and thus all text-based language problems, into a single model, GRIT-LM. GRIT-LM7B achieves state-of-the-art performance on the massive text embedding benchmark among open models, while at the same time beating all generative models up to its size. Notably, it matches the performance of otherwise equivalent embedding-only and generative-only variants allowing us to unify the two streams at no performance loss. By adding only 5B parameters at inference, GRIT-LM8X7B is the best open generative language model among the many we have tried including much larger models based on LAMA2 with 70B parameters. Unlike the other generative models, GRIT-LM8X7B also boasts very strong embedding performance thanks to the GRIT approach. Due to its unified capabilities, GRIT-LM can be used as both the bi-encoder and cross-encoder in a re-ranking pipeline leading to performance improvements on 15 out of 16 retrieval datasets. Further, we conduct extensive ablations uncovering key insights for researchers of both embedding and generative models. Causal language models for embedding should be fine-tuned with bidirectional attention in mean pooling. Embedding performance of language models before fine-tuning is not predictive of embedding performance after fine-tuning. Embedding models can be trained in BF16 mixed precision without performance loss. Generative models should be instruction-tuned with some form of token level loss, etc. Finally, we show that GRIT simplifies the field using the example of RAG. By unifying the retriever and reader into a single model, GRIT-LM allows caching operations leading to inference speedups of greater than 60% for long sequences at no performance loss with GRIT.caching. Acknowledgements and disclosure of funding. We thank everyone at Contextual AI, the University of Hong Kong, and Microsoft for their support. We are grateful to Hamish Iveson and Yijong Wang for help with using the Tulu2 repository. We thank Akari Asai, Alexander M. Rush, Brian Lester, Colin Raffle, Danchi Chen, Derek Tam, John the Tenth Morris, Haokun Liu, Hong Liu, Mengzhou Shaw, Michael Matina, Makeith Muhammad, Omar Katab, Shane Longper, Tung Yu Ma, Tevin Lascao, and Tianyu Gao for discussions and feedback.
Thanks for listening to this reading. For the entire paper, and more, check out our homepage. Papers read. AI.